0: Welcome to the He Says Podcast. My name is Koi Runji and I'm excited that you're listening to episode two. Today, um, I'm grateful to God because he's given me the courage to share a story that I was hesitant, but he knows why he needed me to share. And it's a story about my life when i was in a very low season and i want i wanted nothing to do with life anymore i just wanted to die so let me start from the beginning so i i worked in a bank after campus And that job was good, but I knew that's not where I wanted to be. And I got this job through my parents and their networks. And while working at the bank, God created an opportunity for me to go for an open day at our church. And the open day was for people who are interested in working in the church. And honestly, I felt like that's where God was leading me at that particular moment. So I went for this open day and I got to meet people who had left the corporate world to work in church. And where they started was from internship. You first did internship and then the second year you do pastoral training, One the second year pastoral training two and after that you get to be a ministry assistant so anyway uh, while working in the bank that's what I ended up doing and the day that I went for this open day I was actually meant to be working so God created an opportunity because uh, that Friday night I remember the branch manager coming and saying um koi your i want to change your day for your saturday shift from this saturday to the next one and i was like what i was so excited because i knew now i'm gonna go for this open day that i had said i wouldn't go for and i was working in a different town so the next morning i got ready uh went to nairobi went to church Mavuna Church and attended this open day and I was like, "Wow, oh God, I just want to, you know, work in this place. Uh, to cut that part of the story short, I did interviews. Well, people in my family didn't know I was doing the interviews because I knew Niki Jaribu. Well, to translate for those who don't know, it's if I try... They'll try to discourage me, like, why do you want to leave the corporate world to work in church? So I did my interviews and passed. And um, when I got the news about getting through for this internship, I was actually on leave. So I was like, honey, this is just working out. So during the leave, I handed in a letter that I was going to you know, take up another job, internship, and I left the bank. But, guys, when I left to join church, my friends couldn't believe it. Well, some of my friends, my family, my parents, and I understood it. Like, guys are like, why are you leaving a job that's paying you to go do internship where you need to raise support like you're not getting a salary so to get to the part of my story is I actually enjoyed being an intern because I learned so much I grew in self-awareness I this is where I discovered that I was a problem solver I made many friends I got to see the behind the scenes of amazing beautiful uh, worship experience and I loved it of course there were days when I was like oh my god this is difficult but the best part about it was the growth and sadly My family still didn't understand. One year down the line, I remember my mom would ask me, what exactly are you doing? Like, what do you do in church? And I would explain and explain my roles to her, but she she still didn't understand. And then on the third year of me still working in church, this time I was a pastoral trainee. On that third year, I had, a very low moment, well, I'm a girl, and we end up liking guys, and um, ended up liking one of the dudes. And sadly, I don't call it an entanglement, but sadly, he liked someone else, and this really threw me off because I had hopes. And when I remember this story, I always remember one of the elder ladies telling me, Koi, don't ever assume a dude likes you or is into you if they haven't verbalized it. Just because they show you or they, do, they laugh with you or they show that they want to spend time with you doesn't mean that they've chosen you and that they'll marry you. But me, in my head, I had seen the future. I had seen marriage, you know. And so by the time someone got to sit me down and tell me, Koi, this guy is not interested in you. He's chosen someone else. It really broke my heart and crushed me. And in this same season, I remember that same week uh, that I was sat, that someone sat me down and told me that was the same week um, I had an argument with my mom. Remember, guys, from year Year one of internship, and then me still going through this training. M- uh, most of my family members still don't understand why you left the church. I mean, you left corporate to be in church. So this uh this Saturday, I'll never forget. This Saturday, I woke up and were talking with my mom, and then we ended up having an argument. And she was like, "Oh yeah, guys, I have permission from mom to share this. So don't you worry about it." So mom was like, "You know, I, I, like she she didn't have the confidence to share the CV of my brothers and sister, of because she felt like I had embarrassed her. Like after she had used her networks to get for me the job um, at the bank, I." ended up leaving and so we're having an argument and I was telling her but God called me to this space why do you have to like I felt like she was punishing them because of my the path I had chosen yet she had the networks so we ended up arguing and arguing and at some point I just started crying Uh, my sister came in to try and find out what's happening and We talked and talked, but I was still crying. Remember the story about the guy and now my mom. And all this just got overwhelming. And I had been having really, really low days uh, because, like, so much is going on. I'm like, God, even now, like can't you make my my mom especially? Because I'd be like, mom serving, serves in church. She knows you. Why doesn't she understand my job? And then on the other hand, I'm like, I'm so embarrassed because at the office, people are talking about me. They know I like this guy. They know he's chosen the other girl. <sighs> and guys, I was like, you know what? I'm done with my life. So... <laughs> I remember leaving my sister and my mom downstairs, or was my mom in her room. And I went to the kitchen, I looked for painkillers, I couldn't find enough painkillers, I soak off syrup. In, In my mom's house, people hardly get sick, so there's no like, there was medicine just lying around so i saw cough syrup and i was like can cough syrup kill me i don't know let me google so i went to google and i saw if you take a certain amount it actually can i don't know how true it is um, because i'm talking to you guys right now so this is a story about my first sweet side attempt because i have had three but i will share this with you slowly so this very first one i took the pills I I popped them and then took the syrup, drank all of it. It was almost full. Um I guess whoever had bought it got well before. And I I went I was doing this in in my bedroom and then I went downstairs to the garbage bin. I lifted all the trash up and hid the the syrup container and the the pills, what do you call it? The wrap, the wrapping of the pills, and put them at the bottom. Guys, it was calculated. I was like, ah, if if I die, they will not know what happened because there's no cough syrup at the top. Everything is at the bottom, and I I slept. So. That night, I remember waking up either around midnight or 1 a.m. And this happened at around, I don't think 6 p.m. had reached. And when I woke up, I was like, what? Like, I'm still alive. Uh, Okay. So I have to go to work tomorrow. Remember, I'm working in church. And I was like, God, why? I I didn't know I was going to wake up. I knew my last day was done, but now I had to continue living. I had to go to the office the next day, and we were doing this thing. Probably in some churches, uh, it's called MCing. Uh, in Mavuno. We know it as service hosting and our service hosting with uh, one of my pastor friends. Shout out Pastor Kilonzi. And I remember that day I got there and I was like, you know, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have been here. I tried to take my life, but he saw it fit that <laughs> those pills don't work. And when I look at it, Right now, from this moment, I'm like, I'm grateful that God kept me. I'm grateful that I didn't die because I have seen so much. And I'm grateful that I also knew God in that season. Well, I still know him now. But the verse that rings to me, even as I talk to you guys right now, is, Um, Jeremiah 33 verse 3 Call unto me and I will answer you And show you great and unspeakable things That you do not know of And why I'm saying this is because At that point I wanted to die because of a relationship that never was But right now I'm married to an amazing man And I also wanted to die because of my mom not accepting the job I was doing then. But imagine the next year, my mom was the one celebrating me. I remember at one point we had traveled to Naivasha and we made a stop at De La Mer. And as we were ordering our food Out of nowhere, my mom started telling the lady serving us, Oh, yeah, she's a pastor. She's this. She's that. She works in Mavuno. And I just looked at her in amazement. And I was like, wow. So I even used to make fun of my mom and tell her, Mom, you're the same person who never used to understand. Like when I was working in church, and I remember her telling me, you know, I also had my own issues. And I thank God for where we are right now. I'm not working in church. But to this day, my mom asks me, when are you going back? When are you going back to, to be there? Um, I hope all this makes sense. And me sharing this story will encourage someone. He says, call unto him. He says he will show you great and unspeakable things that you know nothing about. So if you're there and you feel like You can't live anymore or you don't want to live anymore. I want to encourage you and tell you God has great things in store for you. I can't imagine how life would have been or how devastating it would have been for my family right now. And I'm so grateful for where I am. I'm grateful that I'm even talking to you right now God i a ministry if I had taken my life this wouldn't have been there and I think I'm going to end this here for now and in episode 3 I'm going to share with you about my second and third attempt because that happened um, years after but I also want to encourage you and say prayer prayer helps a lot in breaking the spirit of suicide because I believe it's a spirit um, because prayer helped me. And I remember another friend of mine from Church Still Pastor Sai Big Up she really, really used to pray and She'd be like, we pray against the spirit of suicide. We pray that it will die, that it will not come up. That it is defeated in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And so that's my prayer for you. If you're in despair, if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling like you just want to die. Or if you're there and you've gone through a similar experience as mine and you've never shared, I believe that one of the ways to defeat the enemy is by sharing. And that's why I'm even sharing this in this platform to encourage you to speak up, even if it's to just one person. So allow me to pray for you. Father, Lord, I pray for every person listening to this podcast. The Lord, you will give them long life. You will satisfy them with long life. The Lord, they will live to see the amazing things you have planned for them. May you bless them. May you watch over them. May they feel your spirit surrounding them. For those who feel unloved, may you send angels in the form of people to represent you by loving them, by encouraging them. Lord Jesus, I pray that we shall live and not die prematurely, that we shall live and not take our lives. May you cover us with your mighty blood.